98.5 The Bull, today's hot country with Tig and Good Morning Daniel. Let's think about Tig. Movies growing up. Why did movies try to kill us when we were kids? Every movie that I can think of that I really remember back in the day was like the saddest stuff in the world. Think about. Um, uh, I you, remember you when watched, um, Old Yeller was Old Yeller. big time, where the kid had to kill his own dog. And like every, well, don't spoil it. Sorry. Every uh, movie in the '90s was meant to torment and make us extremely sad. Mm-hmm. Think about uh, My Girl with Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, that was a bad that was one. A, that, that was sad. A never-ending story. That guy in that horse. That mm-hmm. was sad. The Land Before Time was sad. Why, why do they want to make us so sad as children? I don't know. They made us all emotional, didn't they? Still all touched by everything. Every movie that came out, just super sad. They tried to kill us. It must have affected you because you say... Um, you're a grown man. You say you'll still cry like a baby in a movie. Movies, yeah. Uh, yeah. I will, I'm so easy to cry at a movie, and it's because I grew up with all these movies, and every movie that there was was sad. Maybe this, uh, like, softened us up having to grow up with those sad movies, because I'll even cry at stuff that's not even that cryable ever, you know? Like what? Um, well, the thing at, when Rudy got to play football, I mean, it's like, you know, it's not like he got cured from cancer or something like that's mm-hmm. you know of course you could cry about that but you know the guy got to play in a football game and I'm like <laughs> you, you know, know what I'm movie devastated me so bad when I was a kid that ET when that that, that little ET got sick and was laying oh, by that creek Lord. and he was all white and everything when he's in that stream uh, and he's freezing cold and why did they do that that's a good point why did they mess us up they tormented us they, they would, I, I guess I guess it's hard to make people laugh it's quite easy to make people cry and it seems right. like that's all they did well it's hard for us to because uh, you're not this old Daniel I'm not this old but apparently and this is sort of related to what you're talking about it was traumatizing at least to a lot of people when jaws came along like we're so used to movies now and how high tech they look and how amazing they are heck you can you even watch law and order now it looks like a movie mm-hmm. but apparently i guess back before jaws every movie just looked like it you know i don't know it was like the birds and things but jaws came along and it was like one of these first movies that spielberg had done and people my dad said people were scared to get in their bathtub <laughs> like they were they were traumatized about this that's movie. baby you're scared to get to your own bathtub right. another movie that uh, our parents generation what scared them the most was the exorcist right my dad said he went and saw that, and he's like, we'd never seen anything like that before. <laughs> well, remember, the, I think that the most memorable part about that movie, at least the sticky thing, was when that lady, like, projectile vomited straight towards people and mm-hmm. stuff. <laughs> it's like, I, I guess it's they had never you, seen anything you, yeah, like that. you'd never seen anything like that. Like, a movie was Disney or... Right. Like, it was, uh, what were the Disney movies? They were, like, Wizard of Oz and things like that. Right. And then you got a lady throwing up because she's possessed by the devil. <laughs> like, my, my dad <laughs> is like, like messed up. me to death. <laughs> it's 98.5. Hey, the bull. Daniel, good morning to you. Uh, Tiger, if, you, uh, if you're buying a home, you will, you will get your interest rate and you're not going to like it. And the minute you say, you tell people your interest rate, guess what they want to tell you? Their interest rate. Their interest rate. Mm-hmm. I know everybody's interest rate now because yesterday I was uh, getting my uh, interest rate on this house I'm buying and it's like 7.35%. And huh? I'm like, guys, wait, 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 I am stressing. Yeah, I know. And I'm stressing out about it. I'm telling people like, man, I had a rough day here. <laughs> Had a rough day here, got that interest rate. It's not so good, and they like to tell you theirs. Oh, well, mine's 2.4. I'm like, okay, well, yeah, good shut for up. you. I don't want to hear about that. And then people are like, well, my, when I first bought my very first house, it was 18% interest. Mm-hmm. So Back in the I early guess, 80s, uh, they had that kind of interest rate going on. And I'm asking everybody, like, well, should I still get this house? Because I'm very nervous. And uh, I think me asking everybody if I should get it is a way for me to try to blame others if it doesn't I work see. out. Right, but except my advice was maybe not do it, so you can't get mad at me. 
I think it'll look like a genius if it doesn't no, work. No, because then if I didn't get the house and then it goes way up in value, I would also be mad at you. I see. So whenever you, as an adult, start asking everybody else to make the decision for you, mm-hmm. really deep down inside you're doing that so you try to take the blame away from yourself. Right, I to- called you yesterday about this. I called my dad, called my Uncle Joel down in uh, my hometown, asking everybody. Because I, mean, I want y'all to tell me what to do so I can be mad at you if it doesn't work out. You got a 7% interest rate on a house, right? Yeah. I mean, do you get airline miles out of this interest rate? There are no perks to this. You don't, you don't get any, like, cash back Just <laughs> poverty. That's all, that's all it's going to come. It's going to be a couple of lean years. And everybody's like, well, go ahead, buy the house, and you can refinance. Yeah, that's your idea. Hopefully the rates go down, and then you can refinance in a few but years. But aren't you nervous no matter what you buy every time? Man, You're always going to be nervous about everything. I, my dad was just like, sometimes you just ought to do it and stop agonizing. Yes. Over it. you got to um, make a move somewhere. My dad once told me that somebody pretty smart had told him this. You're always buying. You're always nervous when you get your house. Mm-hmm. Because it's a new expense or maybe a little bit more or something like that. And his uh, his friend, who was a very wealthy man, who had started off just like the rest of us, he just got wealthy in his life. He said, here's the deal. When you buy a house, you get through the first year. If you get through the first year, you've made it. You're home free after that. So figure out what's happened in the next 12 months. If it's a little bit too much for you, you can always get out of it. But if you make it 12 months... You, you're good to go. I feel like what is not fun about being an adult is you start to realize there's nobody out there that really has any idea of what's going on. And when you're a kid, you can always ask your parents what, what they think, and they'll they'll tell you what they think, and it seems like they have all the answers. Then when you get old enough to realize, like, nobody really knows. Nobody knows. And, and you know, Daniel, you had, you had held all some stocks you were fooling around with, and he'd come into work, and he'd be like, do you think it's going to go up? Do you think the stock's going to go up? And i go, Daniel, if I had those answers, Nobody knows, not even Elon Musk knows, because if he did, he wouldn't be losing money, you know, on these things he's mm-hmm. buying, you know, so nobody really knows. So my advice to you, Daniel, is you only live once, go terribly into debt if you can, and then see what happens. It's yeah. not like you I, have I, kids I, or anything. I, I call Ty, you know, my best friend for reassurance yesterday, he's like, I'd walk. And I'm like, well, that's not well, what I wanted to hear. Seven interest, I thought that's a little bit high. It's, I mean, I I mean nobody's ever happy with their interest rate, are they? Even in the lean times when the interest rates are very low, you're still not happy I, I with it. I'm still trying to get the absolute lowest. Not, mm-hmm. I wasn't just happy with, oh, I think that's low. It's, you're right. Well, if you make it through the first year, Daniel, and if not, you can always come. Well, no, you can't live with me. You can find somebody to live with. Yeah, I'm about to rent that second bedroom out to you. You got to live in there part-time. Yeah, yeah I'll pay for it. <laughs> it's 98.5 The Bull, 7.40 this morning. Ashton McBride tickets are free. Hey, Daniel. was out last night uh, with, with uh, co-workers and a guy named Randy that works here. says, if he can't sleep at night, he'll put on Gladys Knight and the Pips, Midnight Train to Georgia. You know that song? Mm-hmm. said that puts him, puts him to sleep. Really? But it's only three minutes. He can fall asleep in three minutes. Well, uh, maybe he listens to other Gladys Knight and the Pips. But it's that mm-hmm. one thing that seems to lull him off to sleep. Tiger and I was curious, what lulls you off to sleep? If you, if you wake up and you can't sleep, what is something that you can play on your phone or watch on television that will lull you off to sleep nothing works for me nothing works at all no i i have one of those um and other people have this i'll wake up totally awake at 2 a.m knowing i could sleep for a few more hours and then i'm trying to sleep i'm turning on tv i'm turning off tv i'm on my phone i'm off the phone i'm taking a walk in the yard i don't take a walk I, anything and everything and nothing ever works i mean aside from somebody so just coming and hit me with a sleep, hammer you can't yeah. sleep you will go out and walk in the yard well, it's better well, that's than just gonna wake you up because your adrenaline's got to be pumping because you're worried about seeing a... I don't know. They say, like, if you, after 20 minutes, can't do it, they say stop trying to go back to sleep and just do something totally unrelated, then come back to it. But it, I don't know. It never works. You know what lulls me off to sleep? And I go to sleep to this about every night. It's police interrogation videos. Mm-hmm. 
I can sit there and play one of those, and within 10 minutes, I'm out. But like, see, the I'm problem- always awake enough to hear the Miranda rights. Mm-hmm. Then I get sleepy after that. But see, like, how do you do that? Because what will happen to me, and I think other people might be like this, if the television's on and let's say it's 60 minutes or something like that, and then they'll say, and coming up, we'll have the real story of why Eileen killed her husband in cold blood. And I go, well, now i got to hear what happened. I can't just, like, let that go. Now I'm into it, and I'll stay awake because of that. At this point, I've watched so many interrogations, I can tell you exactly what's going to happen or where they're going. They start you off with a police interrogation. They read you your rights, and then they make small talk. They want you, they'll ask you, like, oh, where did you go to school? they're, They're asking you these questions in order to get you to start answering other questions. You know, it's not pertinent to this murder case where you went to high school or what you like to eat, or what you like to do on the weekends. They're asking you that to get you talking. Now, are they also, is that also them trying to buddy up with you? Like, hey, I'm your bro. That's an approach Because I do use. see every now and then where somebody will be like, I know you're a good guy, man. I know you're right. a good and, and if this did happen, it must have been an accident. But tell me what happened. And then they, and then you say, yeah, I killed the guy, and then they go to jail for the rest of your life anyway. Well, you, you know, why don't you try this? Try watching police interrogations. They'll lower you right off to the horrific cr- uh, crimes and murders. I love watching those things. That's my problem. I think I'll I'll just be up with it all night. Like, you know, and then and then at the end, it's like, do you want to watch the next video? And I go, no, I'm tired. Oh, wait, what's going to happen? And then I got to watch that video. Ten I, minutes for you and I'm You're out. blessed to be able to sleep. It I am lucky in that like aspect. a br- great thing, but, man, to be able to sleep whenever you want. Like, a, Daniel doesn't have any worries. I mean, what's the worst thing that you worry about? Like, I don't know, nothing. Yeah, your Uber's a little late with your food. Like, that's about the biggest thing you've got going. <laughs> I don't that, know. That <laughs> truly is the thing I think about the most is what is the next meal going to be. And that's true. Like, what I get, I get, I'm, I'm right now, uh, we're right on the air, and, and, and I'm entertaining America. In yeah. my mind, though, I'm like, what am I going to have for lunch? You're already planning it out. Yeah, like, what would be a nice lunch? Will you know where you're going to eat today before you leave this radio station? That's the problem. I'll think about it so much mm. that I won't know where right. I'm going when I leave. And then right after lunch, you know what I start thinking about? Or even during lunch, what I'm going to have for dinner. <laughs> wow, that is pathetic. I'm like a dog, really. Yeah, you are. It's like <laughs> 98.5 The Bull, today's hot country with Zyg and Daniel. Good morning, Daniel. There's a guy out there that created a new device called the LOL Verifier. It'll make sure you're actually laughing out loud, out loud before you type LOL. Here is the inventor, Brian Moore, talking about the invention and how it works. This is a device that only lets you type LOL if you're actually laughing out loud. (laughs) It's called the LOL Verifier. I remember when LOL meant laugh out loud, and now it means nothing. Dulled down to the mere acknowledgement of a message. After recording over 100 laughs for a machine learning algorithm, we can restore the authenticity of the LOL. Yeah, so he doesn't like when people type LOL if you don't, don't really laugh out loud. Because I, uh, like, send you something, and then you say LOL backwards. I'm I like, you're never. not actually sitting on the couch guffawing. I've never sent LOL. You've never sent an LOL. Never, ever Bull my life. crap. Oh, all right, let's do this. Pull up your phone. Pull up your phone. Yeah? And go to your text messages, and up at the top, there's a search bar. And type in LOL. I'm sure people have sent it to you, but I want to see if you've originated an LOL. You sure you never have? I really haven't. In your whole life? Never. At once. It is stupid. I don't like LOL. Well, I, you know, I don't have that strong a feeling about it, but, you know, just be yeah, honest. Unless you laugh out loud, you shouldn't be saying it. Well, what, how do you feel about the and crying, what about, laughing emoji? Is that okay? No, When's no, the last time you laughed till you cried? Not, not, I never have I rolled on the floor, da-da-da, whatever that is. Yeah, maybe once or twice in your life you will laugh so hard that you have to lay yeah, onto yeah, the floor. Yeah, yeah, like, this is not real. 
It's disingenuous. Or, is that the word? Disingenuous? Genuous, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, get this device then. You will not I be able to I guess I've got it. a lot of hangups because you know how I hate, I hate the thumbs up. Mm-hmm. Whenever I send somebody like a good like long text about like, hey, man, here's what's going to happen. And I was able to work on this and we're able to get this. And then I got a thumbs up. I'm like. Another thing that drives me nuts on our uh, Tig and Daniel Facebook page, which you can follow is a Tig and Daniel, T-I-G-E and Daniel on Facebook, is that that, uh, that weird message that's like, are you available to chat? It's and like I a, don't think people mean to send that. No, but we get them all the time. It's pre-written. Can I ask you a few questions about yourself? Like, Tell me more about yourself. What is your location? What what is that? <laughs> I don't know. Do you not notice that we get those all the time? I think it's a it's a pre pre written message. But how are people accidentally ch- sending it all the time? I, I don't know, but it happens on Facebook all the time. I'll get like somebody, some girl will be like, "Can I get to know you better?" I'm like, "What?" Like, you know, it's like, yeah, we just got one from this lady named Cammy a couple of days ago. It says, "Are you available to chat?" Yeah, and I don't, I don't want to be rude. Do I respond to that? Like now, do I be like, okay, I've got some time now? <laughs> I don't no, know because what to say. it'd be so awkward because she probably doesn't really want to chat. It's just one of those accidental things they sent us. But if we say no, we look like jerks. If I say yes, we look like creeps. So how do we respond to? I are you just, available to chat? I'd let it go because I bet they'll see it and they're embarrassed that it went out and they. Because we've had people apologize. Like, I didn't try to chat with you at 2 a.m. last night, bro. I promise. <laughs> like, yeah, right. It is Tiger Daniel after all. It's 98.5 The Bull. Uh, Daniel, guess what? We got some uh, fun tickets coming up, LOL. Oh, do we? Yeah, we got... Uh, R-M-F-O-L? R-M-F... <laughs> Wait, what is it? L-O... Rolling on the floor laughing at you. Yes, that's what we're doing. And uh, we're going to be doing more of that when you win Ashton McBride tickets coming up at 740 with our 98.5 The Bull fight. 98.5 The Bull, today's hot country. Welcome into the bull fight today. Daniel, Ashton McBride tickets, and geez, we can upgrade these tickets too because we want to get your hotel room. We want to get a dinner at Fireside Grill. And Daniel, what are we playing today? It's just general knowledge, trivia. Uh, we've got two lovely contestants on the line here. Laura from Tulsa. She's retired now. She used to be like a physical therapist. Laura, how are you this morning? Great. Uh, are you like me? Earlier in the week, you thought spring was here, and then only to be a have a rude awakening the last couple of days. Very cold. No, it's it's killing me. Uh oh. Well, don't please don't pass away on on the call here during the bullfight. That would be terrible. Also, Lynette calling from Glenpool. You're an executive office coordinator. Is that what you said? That's right. All right. Well, uh, you. I'm sure both of you guys could use a night out. So we're going to play the 98.5 The Bullfight. The best out of ten questions. Wins the bullfight. Up first, Laura, what is the lowest and hottest valley in the United States? The lowest and hottest valley in the United States. Death Valley? Death Valley is correct. Here we go. Up next, Lynette, there are two national parks in the United States that begin with the letter Y. Name one of them. Okay. Um, boy, you know, I, I, I'm going blank. <laughs> All I can think of is I'm thinking Yellowstone. I know that's not a park. <laughs> well, no, it is a park, and uh, but you got it in after the buzzer. <laughs> okay. All right, well, so Laura takes the lead. We still have four questions to go. Laura, what fictional character's heart grew three sizes on Christmas Day? The Grinch. The Grinch is correct. Lynette, which U.S. government agency was once led by J. Edgar Hoover? 
See, you're giving me the hard ones. I don't know. That would be uh, the FBI. The FBI. Okay. Laura. Yes. What city has been the, the place of death of seven different U.S. presidents more than any other city? Which city has been the place of the death of seven different U.S. presidents more than any other city? Oh. Washington? I don't, I don't know. It is Washington, D.C. Makes sense. Yeah. That's where they all lived. Lynette, you got some catching up to do. What company, what company is the largest maker of greeting cards in the U.S.? Hallmark. Hallmark. And with that, oh. Lynette is on the board. <laughs> Tyke, how much is a greeting card? Do you even know I heard they've skyrocketed? Like They're five, like, six bucks? You're maybe? kidding me. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, yep. Laura, if the president and the vice president were to die, who would become president? Uh, uh, the Speaker of the House. Speaker of the House is correct. Lynette. What company released a razor with five blades in response to Schick's Quattro razor? What company released a razor with five blades in response to Schick's Quattro razor? <laughs> so they added one. Gillette? <laughs> right. It is Gillette. <laughs> Yay. Yeah, they're like all toddlers. They got really know. petty, yeah. Right. I wonder if there's one with six. I'm sure there is. Um, Laura, what superhero shares his name with a triathlon race? In fact, this triathlon race happens here in Tulsa. Oh, my goodness. Um, Tulsa line? Um, I don't... That would be the Iron Man. The oh. Iron Man. Laura, I mean, excuse me, Lynette. <laughs> What was the first word of the Gettysburg Address? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I think mm. I'm going to have to concede to Laura. I think she... Well, no, uh, you're not conceding. You have uh, been defeated, but it's uh, it's four score. That's two words. Oh, no. First word was four. Four score is one word. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. Well, some... <laughs> Look at that. Well, there you go. Well, uh, yeah. Uh, Laura, you've defeated Lynette in the 98.5 The Bull Fight. You can hold on to these tickets, or you can give them to Lynette. Lynette, why should Laura give you the tickets? Oh, I don't I don't have any reason. I, I'm all for either one of us going. I mean, we both gave it our all this morning. You guys both put it all out on the line. Uh, Laura, you have a decision to make now. Will you hold on to these tickets for yourself or give them to Lynette out in Glenpool? I'm going to hold them for myself, but great, great game, Lynette. Great game. <laughs> Look at that. They've come out at the end of it, Tig. Uh, better friends. That's awesome. Thanks, Laura. Have a great weekend. You too. And thank you, ladies. 98.5 The Bull, today's hot country with Tig and Daniel. Coming up, sensual shout-outs where you can hear your name on the radio in a very sensual sort of way. All you got to do right now is follow us on Facebook. That way we know you're listening. And we'll see your name pop up, Tig and Daniel, T-I-G-E and Daniel on Facebook right now. If you already like us, send us a message and we can get that on too. Your shout-out coming up in moments on 98.5 The Bull, today's hot country. Good morning. 
don't know what it is about having a best friend when you're a dude. I don't know if ladies do this. It doesn't seem like they do, but I enjoy seeing Daniel in pain. I love the guy so much. I know his dad, his sister. I'm, you know, he's got nephews. I love Daniel. But there is something about being a guy that I love to see <laughs> tormented. <laughs> and I, yesterday you went through a little well, bit of this. Let me tell you the story first about how you like to see me tormented. We were at a hotel once, and I wanted to make a waffle. Right. I remember no, this. No, it was a bagel I wanted to make. Okay. And uh, they didn't have a toast or anything, and I wanted to toast the the bagel on the waffle iron. Right. And there was a hotel lobby filled with people, and it was some, like, southern town, small town, though, but it was filled with people. And I got that bagel, and I put it on the waffle iron and closed it, and the lady behind the desk, an older lady, she let me have it. She's like, hey, you don't do that. <laughs> and, I mean, she got onto me real bad. And and I, I thought my buddy here would also get mad if somebody's yelling at his buddy. But he I, saw I me get embarrassed. This, go down. Yeah. this lady was so mad you put a bagel on the waffle iron. Like, she lost her mind, and I was sitting there. This is like 6 in the morning. You know how tough that is to get up. But even that, like, it helped me wake up. I, I just loved every second of you getting chastised by somebody. I, I couldn't believe my luck. I was excited. I, mean, I was, it was elated. The best, it was the best I'm day like, of your life. Daniel is being dog cussed right now. I couldn't believe my luck. Well, yesterday, quite a bit. It was, so, it was awful, painful. Um, I was like, I'll go get Mac. Your My son. little boy, yeah. He's got like a science thing. Uh, go pick him up when he gets out of the science class or the science program, whatever it was. So Mac has a, a very good friend in his class named Arlo. And he's always talking about Arlo, Arlo this, Arlo that. Really good friends. And uh, I go there to pick him up. I'm waiting that, that that get out and walk around waiting for him and all that. Well, Mac comes out, sees me, and comes to get in the car. Mm-hmm. Now, while he's in there getting buckled in, I had noticed I got a work email or something like that, so I start checking it. A lady approaches the window. Because I'm usually the guy that comes You're and normally picks the one that gets I'm the him, guy. Yeah. They, know my, they know me. They know I'm the dad. They see a stranger picking my son right. up. Right. Lady knocks on the window. <laughs> <laughs> I'm loving this already, by the way. <laughs> and, you know, she's nice enough, but she, she goes, um... Are you like his uncle or something? <laughs> and I was like, uh, no, this is my godson. She goes, oh, okay, I'm Arlo's mom. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, no, 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 I'm his, uh, I'm his godfather. I do the show with Tig. And I can see on her face, she has no idea who. Right, she doesn't understand where that we, we do a radio a show, show together. Right. Yeah. And so I'm sure she's like in her head like, yeah, right. But she was about to, listen, she was about to rip that kid out of that car. And I was like, well, thank you for looking out for him. No, it's very sweet that she did that. I mean, it takes a village, right? Um, you can't keep eyes on your kids at all times. And you're glad uh, another uh, parent was, steps up to the plate. She was going to come and get them. So this is a great community. And, you know, people just like that that will look out for one another. But she was like, um, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> and there's nothing you can say in that situation that doesn't make you sound guilty. Yeah, I mean, how did, like, in a way, it would be a difficult thing to explain. How do you explain, like, you you take my son out. You're his godfather. I, you know, did all that. Mm -hmm. When somebody asks you, what is your relationship, how do you explain that? I'll say this is my godson or something like uh -huh. that. I don't want to go into all the details. And but, did she um, accept that? She, she did once. I, I guess, you okay. know, she could see him in the back, too. But what this, he, your kid does this all the time. I've got to get him to stop doing it. If I walk, if I go pick him up, I'm standing out there with all the moms and everything, waiting for him to come out of that door. 
from the classrooms, yeah. first grade and all that? Every time he comes out and sees me, he doesn't just come say hello. He's like, what are you doing here? You're not supposed to be here. Then I got to get him and put him in the car. And people are just staring at me because he's doing that thing. He's like, what are you doing yeah. here? You're not supposed to be near me. <laughs> well, mad props to mom, mm -hmm. that other mom, for watching out for my little boy. I appreciate that. But then that. it hurt my feelings. He doesn't listen to us on the radio. So yeah, what, how do you not tell everybody that? A lot of people hate us. Nobody hates us. But what am I supposed to do? Walk up and go, hey, uh, by the way, I'm on the radio. Listen well, there, to me every I mean, morning. I don't say anything. No, you to shouldn't anybody. say that, but you should be let it know that you have a radio. Promote the show a little bit. Yeah, but I'm in there. Like I'll go eat lunch with them sometimes at first grade, and those are the moms and dads in there. I don't say, oh, by the way, listen to my show. I'm just like, my name is Ty. I know it's weird, and right. then they they go on about their lives. I used to think that you were, like, full of it when you said that you felt uncomfortable because you felt like people were watching you at the school pickup line, but apparently they are. No, people do. Yeah, they, well, they're looking out for everybody, so <laughs> for props <sure>. to her. <laughs> 98.5 Bullseye Traffic from the Duval Plumbing Traffic Center. Welcome in. You want a shout-out? You can hear your name on 98.5 The Bull. Legendary 98.5 The Bull. Today's Hot Country with Tig and Daniel. Time now for Central Shout-Outs. Daniel, you've written pickup lines. You didn't Google these. You actually wrote these, so they're terrible, usually. Um, but you can hear your own shout-out when you like us on Facebook. Follow us, Tig and Daniel, T-I-G-E and Daniel. Yes, uh, you can still get one even though we've started. That's the beautiful thing about this. Oh, call in if you want. We'll even give you one over the phone, 918-879-9898. This all, Tig, brought to you by Crunch Fitness. Like Taylor said right off the bat, I'd like to give my best friend Anthony a shout-out this morning. All right. Ooh, girl, Anthony, when it comes to you, <laughs> I'm like my new mortgage. I have lots of interest. Hey now. Hey now. Not, you know, good. Like, Not good, by the way. By the way, Daniel, congrats on your 7% interest rate. Thank you. Thank that you, is thank wild. You. Catch me begging on the streets. Also, Zane and Dalton Bede looking for a shout out. A morning. very sensual good morning to you guys. I'm never going to dance again. Guilty feet of God, no rhythm. Though it's easy to pretend. I know you're not a fool. I know you're not a fool, Elizabeth Stewart. Central good morning to Sarah Canada. Ooh, girl, you must be the Roku remote because someone like you is hard to find. Also, Rick sent us a nice message. says, people are so nice. Thank you for making my mornings happy. I switched from another station. Now I'm listening to you guys. Hey, now. Thank you, Rick. Very central good morning to Rick. Ooh, girl, you must be a hot dog. Because I'm wondering, when are we going to get together? <laughs> You're an idiot. You're just an idiot. Sensual good morning to Stacy Rangas. Ooh, girl. You must be someone with a terrible temper. Because you mean a lot to me. Mean? They're mean I, uh, all the time to me. Wildly hilarious. Yes, thank, thank you. Thank you. Dance again. Guilty feet of God, no rhythm. Though it's easy to pretend, I know you're not a fool. I know you're not a fool. Tesla Harper, ooh, girl. Are you Italian ice cream? Because I like you gelato. Oh, my gosh. Hey, now. Also, happy birthday to Brooklyn. Happy birthday, from Brooklyn. Autumn. On a very sensual Friday. A very sensual. Just got a message here from 
Is that Elisa Rogers? Looks like it. Ooh, girl. You must be like a cereal for old people. Because you're the fiber one for me. <laughs> Have you hit that fiber cereal age yet, Ty? Should I? I don't know. That's a, that's a thing. Am that I there yet? Do. You've got to decide for yourself. Okay. Taylor Rogers, also happy and central good Friday morning to you. A uh, very central good morning to Eddie Taylor. Ooh, girl. You like Tyke's toupee because I want you to comb over. <laughs> and finally, a very central good morning to Barbara Bowles. Ooh, girl. You must be a drill sergeant in basic training because you got my privates at attention. 98.5 Bullseye Traffic from the Duval Plumbing Traffic Center. 98.5 The Bull, today's hot country with Tig and Daniel. Welcome into Did You See, where we take a look at what the heck's going on around the world and right here in Tulsa, currently downtown at Guthrie Green, in the heart of downtown Tulsa, uh, 28 degrees, Daniel, pretty cold. Now, this is what I don't like about the weekend, is that we have a little bit warmer temperatures, but a kind of rainy, cloudy. Then guess what happens on Monday when we're all back at Beautiful, work? Beautiful, sunny day. Beautiful, 70-degree 70 day. Yeah. I don't like it when it times out like that, but that's where we are. What do you got going on, Daniel? Uh, I've got a few things here, Ty. Uh, did you see this? Uh, a teen tried to carjack a grandma's car, an old lady. Who do you think ended up in the hospital? Well, the reason you're bringing this up, I imagine the grandmother won somehow. <laughs> okay. A woman known as Grandma in Washington, D.C. was almost carjacked on her, way, on her way to chemotherapy. But she fought off a teenager, and the neighborhood came out to help. Apparently, the 15-year-old would-be carjacker left the scene in an ambulance and ended up in lockup after people came to her assistance. Here's Grandma breaking down what happened. You walked up to him, give me your keys, I got a gun. And I said, baby, you better shoot me because you're not taking my car today. And he pushed me to the door and I got up and I grabbed him and was hitting him and fighting him. And I said, you're not going to take my car, young man. And they all came out to help me and he ran across the street and that's when they caught him. And I said, oh, you going to jail today. On 22nd Street, he must didn't know where he was. Man. Can there not be some honor among thieves? Like if you're, you know, I mean, got to carjack somebody, don't do a grandma that's going to chemotherapy. Even criminals must have some decorum, right? There's got to like, be, yeah. You can't do that Something. to a grandma. And she said, just shoot me. And the guy obviously did have second thoughts and didn't, so. Yeah. Uh, did you see this, too? This is a great story. Missouri daughter secretly became her father's kidney donor when the community found out. People pitched in to help pay the family's medical bills. Here's a guy named John and his kidney donor daughter Delaney talking about it and the moment he realized she was his donor. He goes, I knew you were up to something and I said, well, I'm always up to something. <laughs> I was like, why can't he just have my kidney right now? I, did, I didn't want her kidney. I'm like, you're too young. You got a long, you got a long time to be here. And I don't even remember how like I got his coordinator's phone number and I reached out to her and I was like, hey, like, how can I do this? Like, what can we start? And then as soon as he was good enough, basically, for the transplant, they started running me through a bunch of tests. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? There you go. So, like, he didn't even know it was going to be her. He was like, no, 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 no. Please don't right. do that because you know, I love you more than I love myself or whatever. But is there a more noble, like, noble pursuit in life than to save somebody else's life? I mean... She got something out of it. He got something out of it. Good ending to the story, right? That's right. Uh, did you see this? Uh, I, I want to know if you agree with this or not. 
experts are predicting that in uh, about 10 years, within 10 years, 40% of housework and caring for loved ones could be automated. Tech that handles shopping and cleaning is more likely than hands-on uh, child care or pet duties. But could you imagine if your house, basically, a robot's cleaned your house? I have a Roomba or a knockoff version of a Roomba, way cheaper. I, I can't live without this thing now. Really? I can uh, take my dog for a walk and hit a button as I walk out, and this thing will just vacuum the entire apartment. But it's not a—the one thing I'll say is it's cool for, like, a— Low-level cleaning, you're not getting a deep clean. It's just yeah, enough no, to get not, the debris off the ground. It's and not all that. sanitizing it, but it is cleaning up the dog hair and things like that. And you do have to make sure that socks and things are picked up. But that's that technology now. Imagine it 10 years from now, especially with all this AI they are developing and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, will we have to clean our house in 10 years? No, not. not we'll still have to clean some, but 50% of it roughly will be uh, robots. Huh. I thought you'd be more excited about that. No, I'm 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 kind of like questioning it. I'm a skeptic in a way. Like you can talk to a computer now and literally have a conversation with it. And you're uh, wondering if they're gonna make something that'll be able to mop up a spill. <laughs> Come on, man. Okay. We put a person on the moon. You're right. I'm being uh I have a failure of imagination right You've now. You've gotten old and crusty. Yes. You've Tig's getting older. He's scared of technology now. He thinks that robots are thump something that eats old people's medicine. He's terrified of them well at work they they give us tests on technology and i'm always intimidated they send us like fake emails and if we click it you know so now i'm scared of all technology they're, they're getting good yeah they're getting good with these pitching emails and always you can follow us on facebook tig and daniel t-i-g-e and daniel for your well, well i'm not done here okay go ahead please sorry back uh you remember when janet jackson and justin timberlake had the wardrobe malfunction in 2004 how many complaints do you think the fcc received for that okay so a little backstory. We saw the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. She showed some nudity or something. And then, like, CBS got fined all this money and uh, local affiliate stations. Like, it was a big deal. And since you're asking the question, I would have to say, like, only, like, a handful of people actually said something. No, no, no. About uh, 540,000. Oh. So a lot oh, of people okay, were, uh, you know, <laughs> not happy with it. Okay. Now here's a, a bookend question. How many people complained to the FCC about Rihanna's Super Bowl halftime show? There was no nudity, right? No. It you just, saw it? Did you see nudity? Like, people might have thought it sucked. I don't know. How 103 people complained. They said it was, uh, they said she was too um, sensual. Oh. Here's the quote. She spread her butt cheek at the crack. <laughs> Somebody typed rubbed, that and out. And she rubbed her pants <laughs> three times. <laughs> so sensitive. Like, who cares? Like, I get you know. it. Eli Knight might think, whoa, that's like, like, when I saw, I saw once or twice, she did something a little provocative. I was sitting there amongst a bunch of children. I was like, whoa, like, just, that's what I thought. Mm -hmm. It never occurred to me to get on the internet and send an email. And, to the government. Yeah. And yeah. 103 people did. But right, back in 2004, half a million people did. And I bet, uh, I bet that was back when you had to send like a letter, like handwritten letter to them. Right, like the postmark and all yeah. that. Yeah, and I imagine the poor guy having to read these complaints and letters. Probably the first one was a little entertaining, but after half a million, you've got to be like, oh, Lord. And let me say to this, too, Janet Jackson got an unfair shake on that. Justin Timberlake was up there just as much. He was just a part of it. She was, like, ostracized, and he was, you know, he's like, everybody's still cool with it. I was cool with both of it because I, there was some covering over it, wasn't it? I don't remember the incident exactly. I don't remember 
But apparently something bad happened on broadcast television. So, yeah, they, the song was one of Justin Timberlake's. So I was like, going to have you naked by the end of this song. And then he reached then over he, and, like, pulled yeah. the cloth covering her chest off. And she had on, like, a earring thing or some type of metal thing or something. Did you not see this, Ty? How am I the only one that remembers this huge event in popular culture? Well, it's a 2004 Super Bowl. Apparently, so you remember every moment of it. Beers. Weirdo. Yeah. Well, yeah, because it was the biggest thing going that year. That's all they talked about. It was also the first thing after 9-11 that was like the big silly news yeah, story again. Yeah, it was different, finally. You remember like we how weren't... before COVID, we were all talking about the Popeye's chicken sandwich, and then for like two years, the news was the most depressing, saddest thing in the world? Yes. And then we started getting back into like That's kind of how I know again. it's, that's kind of my gauge on how are things in America. Mm-hmm. And when we're talking about COVID, things were not great. But when we talk about clowns hiding in the woods and scaring people, I go, you know, America must be good if that's what we're worried about. You know, if that makes sense. So this was a news story that after 9-11 was kind of, we're coming out of that. Finally, like something other than that. It's 98.5 The Bull. Central shout-outs were brought to you by Crunch Fitness. And you can always get a shout-out each Friday by following us, Tig and Daniel, T-I-G-E and Daniel on Facebook. 98.5 The Bull Weather, provided by Community Care. Your locally owned health plan. 98.5 The Bull, today's hot country with Tig. And good morning, Daniel. Well, good morning, Tig. I wanted to congratulate you. Uh, I saw this with my little brothers, and you're about to go through this with your son. He's hit seven years old now. And what it is is he's going to be wanting to waste money when it comes to food. For Mm -hmm. example, I remember my little brothers would uh, take them to the restaurant, and they didn't want to order off the kids' meal anymore. They were were adamant about not ordering off the kids' meal. Say, all right, well, I'll order you the adult-sized portion. They eat a kid-sized amount of it and then throw it away. away. Yesterday, I was out with your son, and I said, what would you like for dinner? And he said, I'd like a cheese pizza. We're close to Andalini's. Went to Andalini's, got a cheese pizza. He might have ate half a slice. (laughs) Right. I was furious. (laughs) I had food at home. It always happens like that, and, and parents may know what I'm talking about. Like, I I guess when we got let out of school, we were so hungry because lunch was three hours before. And all he wants to do when I pick him up is eat, eat, eat. What do you want? What do you want? And whatever I get him, he doesn't touch it. You know, it's like weird. Like, we have a life of snacking, but then when it comes to dinner, mm-hmm. he says, I want this, and then it doesn't work. Uh, another thing, the table manners on this guy, and I've seen him what? do it several times now. I don't care if you're at a restaurant or at home. Like, he was eating the cheese pizza, and I guess a little bit of the cheese got caught in his throat. So he mm. doesn't go, <clears throat> you know, and then, like, correct it. He goes, <clears throat> spits it right on it. <laughs> if anything about food <laughs> disgruntles him even slightly, yeah, he just spits it right out in front of you, makes you sick. Well, you know this about me. Like, there's a lot of morning shows on the radio that think, like, bathroom humor is really funny Mm -hmm. we don't we're not like that at all so i could see where if he was spitting something out that would be abhorrent disgusting weren't we at like sputter once you tried to get him to taste like a shrimp or something he just he's like he 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 didn't really taste of it not really then he just spits it out we were at a dinner with like eight people right and he just goes i don't like it (laughs) yeah you gotta you gotta fix that you know kids in general and people are gonna hate me for saying this but if you got a two or a three or maybe even four-year-old, kids in general are pretty gross. Yeah. Like, I remember going to a daycare, and one of their big things to get us to, you know, put our kid there is they sterilize all the toys every night. So they, like, boil them in water or something to kill all the germs. Because kids, they don't they don't have the, uh, I'm going to wash my hands every second. 
And then uh, during a pandemic, you know what's hard? Having a four-year-old during a pandemic. Oh, I can imagine. Could you imagine that? Like, it's one thing in just general life. Like, let's not have snotty noses and stuff. But when you have a pandemic going on, it was doubly hard. And kids are just, and you are probably the same way, Daniel. I know that you're you're a clean-cut guy now, but you were probably disgusting when you were four, and that's just something we have to put up with. It's totally disgusting. How does somebody like you that's, like, so frugal when they get some food and they don't really eat it, how do you handle that? I know it probably drives you up the wall more than it does anybody else. Um, I've learned my lesson. What we do now is we go to a restaurant and we order, we order whatever we're going to order. And then he kind of just nibbles on our food. So in other words, you I, don't order him anything. Pretty much. Yeah, because if you get him the chicken fingers, he won't touch them. Well, that's cruel in itself. The kid's going <laughs> to just watch y'all eat. He don't get nothing. It's not cruel. It's smart. Watching that diet, too. Oh, yeah. I need to lose 10 pounds. You tried to lose weight this uh, this year. I have. During the summer. And I even saw your iPhone. And God bless you. You're trying hard. Taking 10,000 plus steps a day. Tracking and everything I ate, all the steps. At the end of my fitness journey, I had gained six pounds. So I don't know what I'm doing. I need somebody like Red Mountain Weight Loss. The experts, Doug. They can help you out. They're kind of like your secret weapon. I mean, we all want to lose weight, right? I mean, in general, most people probably wish they didn't weigh what they do. But Red Mountain Weight Loss is kind of like our secret weapon in that they can help you lose up to 20 pounds in 30 days. That's right. That? And I, I don't want to have to, like, go to a doctor. That's kind of an embarrassing thing, your weight sometimes. I don't have to go face somebody in person or go park at this place and go in. They do it all over the phone. Yeah. Video chat. I'm guilty, man. I go to the doctor and they ask me an honest question like, how much do you uh, work out? It's an uncomfortable question. But with Red Mountain Weight Loss, they call you at your home. So there's no, like, going into the office or waiting and stuff like that. They call you at your home. And then if you need anything for the plan to lose 20 pounds in 30 days, they mail it to your door. So you never leave the house. Red Mountain Weight Loss, you can get started right now on your journey to lose up to 20 pounds in 30 days. Dial pound 250, keyword Red Mountain Weight Loss. That's pound 250, keyword Red Mountain Weight Loss.